it absolutely is critical to the way your board rides. And it makes no sense whatsoever to spend, you know, 600, 700 pounds on a new board. Welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. And I'm Dom from Origin Surf Co. Yeah, so this is a special special episode, part one of three, we're thinking. Yeah, um, three or four, yeah. So Dom's from Origin Surfboards. You might recognise him from the Five Shapers episode. And we've got him on to talk about surfboard anatomy. Yeah, so this episode we're going to be talking about surfboard anatomy, like everything the surfboard does from you know what the rocker is what the rails do what the longer nose shorter nose and we'll go through it all um for people one who don't know anything about the boards like us and yeah and <laughs> two people who know a bit about the boards you know it'll help them if they you know want to progress further and then there's probably people out there that know everything about the boards and you may as well just turn it off now and <laughs> skip to the next one um so this is part one of the series and um if we go over to Dom now, and then he's going to explain some of the terms that he's going to use in this and what they actually mean. Yeah, sure. So I, I kind of thought it would be useful because, yeah, like you said, you know, people are going to be coming this from different levels of experience. So it might be useful to create a bit of a, a glossary of terms that um, we'll be using talking about boards. Uh, so if anyone's listening and I start dropping words, they don't know what they mean. Just come back to this point now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess the first, the first term uh, we'll be using is the outline. So the outline of a surfboard is, is probably what most people would consider the shape of the board. It's the most, the most obvious aspect of the board. Yeah. So if you were to stand a board up on a wall, stand back and look at it, you'd be looking at the outline, so the planned shape of the board. Um, the other, another term we'll be using is rocker. So the rocker of the board is largely overlooked and... That's a massive error because I think it's the most important part of a board, but we'll, we'll get on to that. So if you were to take that board that's standing up on a wall and turn it 90 degrees sideways so that you're looking at kind of the edge of the board, mm-hmm. the rocker is the the curve that runs end-to-end on the bottom of the board. Yeah. Um, another term we'll be using is foil. So the foil is the way that on the same profile, looking at the side of the board, um, the board gets thin to thick to thin again as you go from nose to tail or tail to nose. Um, so it's essentially the way that the bottom rocker interacts with the deck rocker. Right, right. Right? I, I didn't know that at all. I sort of learned something already. <laughs> Excellent. That is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing that's probably worth covering off is bottom contours. So... When I'm talking about bottom contours, I'm going to be talking about um, if, if you were to kind of cut a surfboard in half, perpendicular to the stringer, mm-hmm. um, 
and and look at the the kind of shape of the bottom of the board um we we work bottom contours in into the bottom of the board so they typically fall into one of three categories really so there's rolled bottom boards so that's where the the bottom is convex there's flat bottom boards where it's flat and there's concave bottom boards where um the yeah the bottom is kind of concave Mm-hmm. Yeah. relative to flat no, if that makes sense. sense yeah yeah um so and there's there's loads of different variations within those brackets but broadly speaking that's that's what that is when talking about bottom contours um the rail is fairly obvious what the rail is i guess it's the the edge of the board yeah um the nose and tail so these are also fairly obvious terms nose and tail but I, I want to mention them because um, often, well, as, as a shaper, when we're talking about the nose and the tail, we're not talking about the very tip. We are always talking about a foot in, 12 inches in from from the tail or 12 inches in from the nose yeah. is what we're talking about there. So um, we will get more onto that, I guess, um, as the conversation goes on. But um, bear in mind, if, if we're ever talking about sort of a, a pulled-in tail or, or a wide tail, we're not talking about the very end of the board. We're mm-hmm. talking about the width 12 yep. inches up. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. And fins. Fins are the little sticky-outy bits that come out of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> the sharp bits, which are always uh, the, the bits he always cuts me with. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's a little... Uh, yeah, a little glossary for you to refer to if we, yeah, if we go handy. deep. That's really yeah. handy. So, yeah, people can rewind to this point if they get a bit confused. Cool. That's be good. So, um, yeah, so if somebody come in and asked uh, a surfboard, like, from you to be shaped, then obviously you're going to go through all these points with them. Sure. So, so should we start with the outline and the, just the shape of the board, like, the, the difference in them uh, and maybe the few of the variations. I know there's just an endless amount of variations, but in general, yeah. they all kind of slot into a certain category, don't they? So, Yeah, broadly speaking, I think there's, like, um, uh, I, I feel like I should, at this point, set some expectations from this conversation. Um, <laughs> if, if anyone's anyone's kind of listening to this episode or future episodes about this, wanting to think, okay, I'm going to listen to this and then understand how surfboards work. Yeah. Don't. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not going to. There's, it's one of those things where there's, there's really like, there's no answers. There's only better questions only deeper questions yeah if, yeah. That, if that makes sense so. yeah is it it's it's sort of on your own personal preference isn't it and then you build on that and that, when you take that board out and you'll go i don't like that i like the way this works but i don't like the way that works so you can then shape it and yeah sure mind uh, the pun shape it to what you want yeah. <laughs> so it's all it's all a bit fluid and yeah and and all of these elements i mean none of them are a vacuum none of them work in isolation they all they all work in conjunction with every other aspect of the board yeah um and i I do think that often sort of marketing material around surfcraft is 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 oversimplifying these features Mm -hmm. um yeah because they're they're never in isolation they always interact with every other aspect of the board so um yeah is that makes it easier for them to mass produce them if they um um, uh, it's it's got nothing to do with the with the production. It's right. it's got to do with sales. If you make things sort of simple to understand, yep. then they're easy to sell. 
Yeah, okay. If that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this is why somebody would go and have a surfboard shape from a shape and then stick to that person. They, they'd stick to like the shaper that they like or sh- what they do and how they sure. make everything work in conjunction. Sure. And, and also, you know, similarly, there'll be really large manufacturers out there that um, will say, well, this board has this and this and this, therefore it's, it's fast. Mm-hmm. And so that's obviously trying to appeal to people that want to be able to generate speed easier. Yep. Um, and in fact, there's probably a number of other things that are going into the way that board works to make it fast. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Um, okay, so outline. Um, where to start? So, <laughs> as, as a rule for... for this is going to be the hardest part for you. Yeah. Like a broad dumbing spectrum, it down. Yeah. yeah. It's dumbing it down for us, isn't it, really? To, it, just to try and make us understand. Sh- sure. And, I mean, it's also challenging to kind of do this um, without pictures or without props. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, Normally when I'm talking to this stuff, I've got a board in front of me or pen and yeah. paper or, or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, so looking at the outline, um you know, it, it is it is as I said earlier, probably the thing that people think most of when they when they think of a surfboard shape. Um, so, broad rules for outlines. If you're looking at um, the outline of a board, straight is fast, mm-hmm. broadly yeah. speaking. So that that's probably actually a, a really interesting point because um, if you want to make a super efficient planing hull, like just something that gets up out of the water. Um, really quickly and then moves efficiently over the top of it. Um, for, for a human on a wave, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of timber that's like, you know, five, in, five foot long and two foot wide and it's completely flat and square. <laughs> it's an alia, right? <laughs> that's possible then. Yeah, yeah, wow, a, absolutely. Cool. And it's, you know, and it's thin. Yep. Um, that, that is absolutely the most efficient so way that, to get planing. That's more into the old side, uh, the old style of like bodyboard surfing that right started off with the it, with the pieces of wood basically which, it, exactly yeah. exactly um they have downsides though and they're <laughs> you know for, for a start there's not much volume in them so they're they're hard to get moving and, and paddle and stuff like that they're, they're completely straight so they're really good at generating speed but they're not great at turning yeah mm-hmm. um but in in general flat means fast that's that's the simplest rule right. um so that's true for outlines, um, as it's true for rockers. So is that so? When you see something like a big gun board, like that, mm-hmm. they always look pretty flat. When they're in, it, they're very, they're generally very flat in the tail, yeah. yeah. Um, and the outlines, because they're so long and so thin, that that curve is quite um, slight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're they're. That that's for that reason, yeah. absolutely. Well, it's the different board shapes, I suppose, isn't it? Okay. Like the the long boards down okay. to thrusters, I suppose. Yeah, sure. So fundamentally, the way the way they work is sort of the same. Um, in in that, okay, this is actually a really interesting point. You very rarely, almost never, engage all the board in the wave at once. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. The way I, I kind of think of this is that when you're, and this is pro, it's true for all boards. It's it's more exaggerated with short boards, but when you're paddling for a wave, it's the it's the kind of 
the very front section of the board that's really engaged. Mm-hmm. So the the width of that section and the amount of rocker that's got and the thickness of the foil in that section is going to be really critical at that point. And then the second you take off, that stops. That does nothing. Yeah, and right. and really, it's the back half of the board that's that's doing the work, mm-hmm. um, particularly the last foot and a half. Yeah, because I mean, most most photo, photos you see when there's like surf photos taken, the front of the board is often a good sort of six to twelve inches out of the water. Yeah, absolutely, the whole time. Mm. Uh, absolutely, once you once you're up and riding, it's completely redundant. It, yeah. it, its only job is to get you mm. planing and, and and entered into into the wave and the takeoff, um, and it's. It is quite. Um, I find it a bit, a bit, a bit funny sometimes because I do, I do get loads of customers that really just want something pointy, yeah, but don't really know why. Yeah, and it's, it's a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's kind of sometimes it's the right thing, but often it's it's not. Yeah, um, I think that's we sort of went there on the on the five shapers episode where people in the UK. I feel like after speaking to a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel comfortable or they don't know enough about surfboards, so they just rely on what they've seen and what they think looks good. Sure. Whereas mm-hmm. I think this is why this episode, I think, could help a lot of people where you can actually explain why this is happening, what this is doing. And, you, you know, just because you want something pointy, you're right. not going to be Kelly Slater mm-hmm. at the end of the day when you right. do that. You know, it's it's that sort of thing where it's so many variations on it of how you want to surf right how that board needs to be made so what would be the reason for it to be pointy okay that's 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 a great question um okay so when we're when we're designing boards when shapers are designing boards we kind of we create a curve for the outline Mm -hmm. and the way we create that is you have a, a start point and an end point which is the the end so that defined by the length then there's a width one foot down from the nose mm-hmm. a width uh one foot up from the tail and a width at the wide point which is often in the middle not always but yeah. normally in the middle so those five points plots a curve okay mm-hmm. so for instance if you make a board that has a really narrow nose mm-hmm. uh you pull that width in what that does uh the benefit of it is that it will on on really steep waves? So you know we're talking kind of reef breaks or mm-hmm. um, big slabs or something like that. Um, it will engage on the takeoff sooner. Right. Um, so if it's wider in that instance, it will fight back. Um, oh, right. Because it's it's. The, the, the surface more in area the water, is, yeah. yeah yeah exactly right. it's kind of fighting fighting back when you're kind of throwing your weight forward into it it's it's pushing back uh that's true if it's too thick as well in the nose um whereas wider boards will allow you to paddle faster so right. wider nosed boards mm-hmm. will allow you to get more speed up and get a little higher out of the water which is really beneficial for slow breaking waves yeah uh, much more like what we ride here yep. most yeah. of the time. So, uh, yeah, when you see those super skinny, really pointy, like something you'd see Kelly Slater riding, right. don't really work that well in this country. Nine times out of ten. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, similarly with the, the tail, so the tail width, um, 
Yeah, so a pulled in tail is really, really good at creating hold and drive when you're um, when you're in the pocket mm-hmm. and you're in like a really steep faced wave or in a barrel or something like that. It just kind of locks in and it's super secure and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not very good at generating speed. Whereas a wider tailed board uh, will get up and w- when you're you know, when you're riding, it'll get up and plane a bit easier and generate its own speed much easier, mm-hmm. but is more likely to sort of slide out in really, really high performance waves. So, yeah, it's a compromise. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so when you choose, so basically you select the brake you're going to be surfing or, or the country at least that you're surfing in and then you, that will help you decide on the width of the nose and the width of the tail yeah absolutely and you know there's a whole bunch of things that feed into that i mean yeah the, the country is a good good place to start but mm-hmm. you know the conditions on the day is another part of yeah. it yeah and the abilities of the surfer is another part of it the right. fitness levels things like that yeah yeah um, can you make me a boat <laughs> <laughs> so the middle point of yeah. that, that outline then um is that that's generally where a surfer would lay when they are paddling for the wave and where their front foot goes. And is that why it's the widest part of the board? Um, so, yeah, this is this is difficult to explain. Um, yes, that's that's true. It's roughly where your your front foot goes. Mm-hmm. Um, mo- modern boards and modern surfers like to turn off the back foot. I should point out, not all boards work that way. Right. So this is actually. A, a good time to make this distinction actually what we're talking about when we're talking about kind of typical surfboard design we're talking about planing holes that get mm-hmm. up out of the water as i said there's a whole other kind of arm of surfboard design that we're definitely not going to talk about past this point <laughs> um called displacement hulls so right. while planing hulls are designed to get up out of the water and move efficiently over the top of it mm-hmm. uh displacement hulls are designed to move very efficiently through the water and they ride completely differently. They you, you kind of turn off the front foot rather than the back foot. Is that like the ones Marty was making? Those uh, Marty has done some hulls, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. They sound insane. It's a completely different thing. The, the, the typically... Um, the typically single fin, the fin is set really far forward from the tail and it's a flex fin, so they kind of um they kind of bend and load up with energy as you turn and then as you release the turn they, they release and accelerate you forward and it's all <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, if, if anyone's Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but if anyone's interested in that, check out Greg Little. He's kind of the uh the granddaddy of displacement hulls and he does some pretty amazing stuff over in, in the States there. But yeah. We're not going to talk about this place because no. it's just muddies the <laughs> yeah, water, right? No, so pl- planning, no planning yeah. Hulls. I think, I think most people, one, if they, I know, if they are still going to buy a board off the shelf, you're not going to get that on an off the shelf board, really. And two, if they're going to go to a shaper, which I think the more you speak about it, the more sense it makes. You can get something really personal to you, sure. like made exactly for you unless you're at that level where you know all of this stuff already and then you're going to start playing with, you know, you're that good, you're bored of surfing normally, you want to make it more of a challenge again. (laughs) You know, I think that's the way you start going to stuff like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so the the different shapes then, if we go away from the (laughs) displacement ones, so nobody can really buy one unless they have it shaped then, basically, in this country, is that right? Uh, As far as I know, no one's doing it sort of mass-produced. Right, Yeah. yeah. So... In that in that case, then most people are going to be riding the 
the flat bottoms and mm-hmm. so that that is the the general shape of it and the outline that kind of is dictated by what we said by like the width of the the nose and the tail and that depends on where you're riding and what right. the ability you're at yes yeah. so that makes it really difficult for you as a shaper when somebody comes in to tell you their ability because yeah i mean yeah because that that is uh that's relative yeah like if i ask you are you a good surfer what what does that mean no (laughs) (laughs) it's really it's really frustrating because we've we've had a couple of a couple of sessions uh, at saunton in the summer uh, and they were evening sessions it was an evening session for some reason and you had these love lovely long rolling waves get them bang no problem and you think well i'm really getting this now and then then you'll another day will come and it's not exactly the same type of conditions. Right. It won't be much different, maybe a little bit more of a difficult paddle out, you know, a bit more white water than it was before. Can't do it at all. Totally, yeah, yeah. totally shit. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. so how do you explain but, that? You but, know? Well, but, and I mean, the thing is, right, say five years from now, mm-hmm. when that's not happening anymore, mm-hmm. there will be something else that, yeah. You, yeah. that you identify as, oh, I can't do this thing today and that, mm-hmm. and that makes me absolutely, utterly shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's sort of what I mean. Like it, the self assessment of ability doesn't doesn't really work. Yeah. So like, I mean, the the best thing for me um, about shaping from Bristol is that I can go and watch people, my customers surf at the wave. Yeah, and uh, honestly, like that that makes the world of difference. And having kind of um, tester boards that I can give them, watch them ride it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't always do that. It's just set that expectation if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that that's a difficulty though as well? Because the way the wave breaks at the wave is sure. not the way the wave breaks at shore break in in the UK. Sure. Is that something you have to take into account? If right, if you're gonna use the board at the wave, it's like this. If you're gonna take it down to Saunton, Zenon, Woolacombe, you know, over into Wales, wherever. Right. It's gotta be different. Right. I mean that's that's definitely true. Um, I guess from my perspective, if I know what they're paddling out on and I see the way that they handle, you know, how easy they find it to, to paddle, how easy mm. they find it to get waves, how, yeah, how suppose, easy they find it to turn, all that stuff, generate yeah. speed, and, and get a feel for their style as well. Because with the pad- I didn't think of, like, thinking of the shape of the board when you're paddling because that's what you're doing most of the time, isn't it? You know, that is, like, 99% of being on the board yeah. is paddling, so... Yeah, yeah if they're on a board that they can't paddle very well, but they could potentially stand up on and sure. and surf at the wave, you don't really need to paddle as hard, do you? And and it's right. not like it's difficult to get out there or anything. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I suppose I've never really thought that, like taking into account yeah. how you paddle on it. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's. It all kind of feeds into it, and I mean that paddleability is is um is really important to me because well, in my mind, I mean, um because as you say you spend so much time doing it and mm. if if you're i see loads of people on the wrong equipment that they're, they're just constantly fighting uh to 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 get back out the back and get another wave yeah and they're absolutely knackered when they get there because <laughs> they're riding a board that's too small yeah um and you know if if that's if that's you like you're not doing yourself any favors right no. because you're getting fewer waves basically and you're yeah, improving yeah. at a slower rate if that's if that's where you're at so. yeah 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 no yeah. definitely yeah well that's definitely been us so we've done that yeah we've yeah. done that like multiple times going out when it's too big mm. and you're just constantly fighting or right you know we mentioned 
uh, that something actually that happened in the in uh, the previous podcast. Yeah, um, we went out at Saun. I uh, know Putzbra on a really big day. That it was, it was like probably the biggest foot, day that they had. In, what was it like October? Oh yeah, 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 but it was big. It day was just anyway. we we're the only people out on longboards. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Literally, people paddling past us like look at those idiots. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And that it is, was, it was proper hard work. He went over the falls backwards. Oh really? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, backwards. There was oh, this, as we were paddling out, it was yeah. sat there. So it was knackered. Yeah, sat there waiting for. Like I was quite impressed that we got out there on longboards because it was such a big day. Yeah, uh, and I'm sat there looking out, waiting for a wave to come. And there's one coming, and I'm like really tired. And I think, I, I think I'll time this right. I'll just, you know, it's about a break, but I'll just, you know, I, there's no, I'm not going to paddle out a bit further. From I was about two foot further out yeah. at this and point. And it, it, just, it just grabbed hold of the board and took me backwards into right. the shore, and I just went. Yeah, I said over. on the last one, I thought we had some new way of taking off or something. <laughs> <laughs> he went so fast, all of a sudden he just went, boom, backwards yeah. like that. I was like shit where's he gone <laughs> oh it's never yeah and, and that was fun. actually um my first experience of like a, a proper hold down all oh, right and that was flipping terrifying no, yeah, it you know, is. not under the water for very long at all really in terms of seconds but it, it's it's the lack of control though and it's yeah. i kind of like that a bit <laughs> Do you? i don't know why i just like it's just weird that's why right. that's a little like view into your, into your personality yeah. mate I just, just go under think well this is it <laughs> <laughs> at least i've got to go work tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've i've had some doozies over the years as well yeah. but um anyway i don't know yeah it, it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't fun yeah was so it? no like that thing you're saying like you know you take the same board out on those different days and you know mm. we've had those days at Saunton where it's been absolutely brilliant and you go again or Saunton Westwood Ho that area and it's more or less the same conditions but it's just slightly you know there's slightly mm. more wind or the waves aren't as as they were mm-hmm. and it's not a massive you go out you're like oh this is like it was the other day mm. and you just yeah there's like no power in the waves work. so you've got to paddle harder or this is, yeah, yeah, yeah this is where this is going to be i think quite hard to explain for you or <laughs> we've given you a really difficult job with no yeah, vision it is. Haven't we? It, I, I didn't realize how difficult that would be until we're here yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well the so what well, i don't know what what's the best if you were talking to somebody to, to design a board mm. after you've gone over the outline with them which then dictates the what yeah. type of board they have in yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm kind of the, the way I approach it mm-hmm. um, is, is more about asking loads of questions up front mm-hmm. before saying, right, this is the outline you need, um, because I, it's like I said before, it doesn't it doesn't happen in isolation. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so this is why okay. it's difficult to break so, it down into categories, then, isn't it? Yeah, right. massively. Okay, if we go then through the so what the other bits do, what the rocker does. You know what mm-hmm. the concave is going to do, yeah. what the different noses are, and then in our next episode, well, we can tell everybody because this is going to be a three-part, yeah. four-part mm-hmm. one, whatever it turns out to be. Is you'll actually give us a consultation, sure, to making our boards because sure. we're having shaped boards. I'm so excited! <laughs> Seriously, he's had a boner for about three months. <laughs> well, Dom's been sending me like these pictures of boards he's making. And I'm like, oh, God, I keep changing my mind. You know, like the, like the color. Like the one you sent me the other day, the color. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Oh, the amber one. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely so nice. beautiful. And when you said, oh, this will really pop. When you surf at sunset, I'm like, oh, I've got to have an orange board now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm not part of this group. I'm going to leave. Oh. <laughs> I'll show you the picture later. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, so we've yeah. done the so we've done the outline, and that, yeah. that kind of says what kind of shape you get. And we touched on the nose and the tail slightly, in that, didn't we? So and then you said you think that the rocker is massively like, yeah massively overlooked. Yeah. Um. So in a lot of ways, I think I, I think you actually start designing with the rocker. Oh, I th- really? I think that's, for me anyway, yep. um, and I haven't really had in-depth conversations with other shapers about this, so I'd be interested to know actually what anyone else who builds boards thinks about it. But mm-hmm. um, to me, it's the most important thing. It, it, it defines the way the board will ride more than anything. Um, and you kind of set the outline to the rocker, not the other way around. But um, so, yeah, rocker is... I think part of the reason it's overlooked is that it's it's, it's hard to sort of see um, mm-hmm. differences. Very small changes make a massive difference to how it rides. Um, and it's also hard to articulate. So often you'll see um, a rocker described as, you know, one and a quarter inch in the tail and three and three eighths in the nose or something. But that doesn't really tell the whole story. So the, the way they'd measure that is is you'd flip the board so it's bottom side up, mm-hmm. put a, a, a spirit level a, across it. Yeah, 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 a straight piece of something mm-hmm. on it, and uh, measure the distance from that level to the to the tail, and that distance from the level to the nose, and go mm-hmm. right. Well, that's the distance. Yeah, but that's a distance. It's not a curve. Yeah, the uh, rocker yeah. is curved. It's not straight. Yeah. So. I actually know uh, an old shaper in, in Oz who um, who used to measure his rockers in radius. So he'd have like a 28-foot rocker and a 32-foot rocker. I'm <laughs> <laughs> thinking, what? Honestly, and the way he did it, he, he measured out, you know, 32 foot in his front yard on a piece of string and then like drew a drew a line on a bit of cardboard and said, right, well, that's, that's that 38-foot rocker. You know, the, so you have, so when you, when fish you, bowl. Yeah, yeah so it's like a, he's made a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 a. I mean, it's it's an unorthodox approach. I understand, but mm. it is. It kind of highlights the issue because it is a curve. It's not. It's not straight. So, yeah. Um, but so basically, all right. We'll, we'll break into the front half of the board and the back half of the board. A super curvy rocker in the front half of the board mm-hmm. will allow you to engage earlier. Right, uh, in steep takeoffs. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. So that's needed in a in a steep wave. Right, right. In fatter waves and slower waves, mm-hmm. a lower rocker will help you get up and plane earlier. Right. So for long boards, <laughs> then really for for long boards yeah. or grovelers or yeah, yeah, anything. Well, it can be a short board as well with a low rocker. Right. Um, but you know, so it's obviously there's. there's yeah, within within brackets here, but um, yeah, that that rule of thumb mm-hmm. that is is the kind of effect it will have. Um, the tail is sort of the same in the opposite way. So, a really low rocker, really flat rocker in the tail will make the board incredibly efficient at generating speed. So, when you're sort of pumping along. Mm-hmm. Or in trim or something like that, you can generate loads of speed off very little energy. Um, a curvy rocker or a high rocker in the tail will lose the ability to generate speed as easily, mm-hmm. but it will make it more efficient and easier to turn. 
Right. So, in, so sorry. So you can't have you couldn't have a super fast board that turns really easy as well. Well, wow. Here we we'll go. come to that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you see uh, like guys on large waves, short right. boards, that's going to be something that turns very quickly but doesn't need to generate as much speed because the wave's so steep. So, right. So if, if you're surfing a break that is quite steep and powerful and throwing out loads and loads of energy, mm. you don't need to harness all that to get, to get moving. Mm-hmm. But what, what's really useful is to be able to turn efficiently. So that's where you get to really progressive like vertical surfing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so when you're you know, at the, the end of your bottom turn, the 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 board's vertical and when you're at the end of your top turn the board's vertical so you're kind of yeah. doing that really high performance thing rather than um you know riding something with sort of less power and less shape to it yeah. um mm-hmm. and you're kind of you're more in trim you know what i mean yeah um so yeah it's you, you can't really have a rocker that does both until you um uh, <laughs> And you bring in some other elements and you can kind of offset some of the downsides to a design feature because yeah. there's pros and cons to absolutely everything here. So it's, a, it's about, you know, designing something that will do an intended job with as few compromises as possible. Right. If yeah. that makes sense. So you're like tweaking levels on everything mm. to get the right balance. Right. Mm-hmm. So for instance, mm-hmm. okay, because we've, we've, we've spoken about Outline, we've spoken about Rocker. Yep. So... If you wanted a board that would generate speed really, really easily, mm-hmm. um, that was also easy to turn, yeah. you could put quite a low rocker in the tail to help it generate speed mm-hmm. and keep the tail fairly wide, yep. helping it plane. So you've got a larger planing area there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then pull the tail in, creating a curve. Yep. And a pivot point. Oh, I see. And you would stand towards the back to then right. So that's that. That yeah. I'm I'm picturing sort of something quite short where you've got your back foot planted above the fins. Right. And um, you're you're kind of pivoting off the back foot. Oh, see, right. Um, so yeah, that's a way in which that you could, you know, offset the downside to being able to generate a speed from a flat rocker Mm -hmm. by making it easier to turn by pulling the tail in a bit yeah so it is like it's one of those things like when you say the anatomy of the surfboard it's pretty much anything is doable sure but where you compromise on something else Mm. nothing is possible without compromise i think that's the point yeah Yeah, so you can't just you can't just deny (laughs) (laughs) so i was just pointing at my wedding ring (laughs) um so you couldn't just say so you can't just design the rocker and they would get the type of board they wanted for generating speed you everything comes into it, it yeah. yeah it's like i said at the beginning nothing nothing mm. is in isolation yeah it, everything every single aspect of the design will affect mm. the way it rides so but in like generalization and so a, mm-hmm. a a board of less rocker mm-hmm. means more speed yeah easier to catch more efficient at generating its own speed yeah so yeah so it's easier to catch waves than a with uh in the tail yeah it depends (laughs) on the rails it depends on the uh, sorry it depends on the waves and it depends on um on on are you talking about the the nose rocker or the tail rocker uh, yeah, of course. There are no answers. We spoke about yeah, this. Yeah. There's no answers, only yeah. better questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get the right one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that explains the rocker then. Yeah. So um, 
what about the rails? Yeah, okay. So rails, um, I'm going to paint some broad strokes about rails. Mm-hmm. Um, part, part of the rail shape is determined by the rest of the board. So, for instance, on a long board, so long, uh, long boards often, we will talk more about this, long boards, traditional long boards often have a rounded bottom. Mm-hmm. Where where the bottom's kind of um, convex, so the as you get towards the rail, the the, the bottom's kind of curving up mm-hmm. as the deck is curving down. So you kind of end up there with a um, a particular type of shape as a result of that, mm-hmm. and everything you do from that point to to tweak it, it's still defined by the by the shape of the overall board, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it, the, rails are quite sympathetic to other elements of the board. But some some broad strokes, you'll hear um, people talking about 50-50 rails or uh, 60-40, 70-30, whatever. That's the proportion of the curve. Right. So, so hey, yes. <laughs> if, if, you, if you cut uh, a board in half and you look at where the apex of the rail is relative to the the thickness of the board, a 50-50 rail, the rail comes to its apex halfway through the thickness of the overall board. Uh, a 70-30 rail comes to the apex further down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 70%, yeah. 70% exactly. Yeah. Uh, 60-40 is in between. Yeah. So you'll hear about that. That's, that's what that's referring to. Um, and that is largely defined by the other elements of the board. So, for instance, you wouldn't have a rounded bottom long board mm-hmm. with a 70-30 rail. Right. It, it doesn't make sense because, well, it's not really possible. It's not like a flowing shape or anything like that then. It wouldn't, it's not, what's that? Like, like a flowing shape. It wouldn't, it just wouldn't right. work. Right, it, it, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You kind of get some kind of angle or some kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Like that the, just the, the curves just don't, don't blend <laughs> yeah. The curves don't blend together, then, do they? Like exactly. Right. The, the, the curves wouldn't meet in a natural way. So, yeah. it, 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 and maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I don't know. Maybe my shapes would be great if I did a, <laughs> a 70-30 rail on a rounded bottom board. But who knows? Um, so, yeah, that's that's sort of that part. Um, broad, really broad strokes on rails because there's all different kinds of profile profiles. There's kind of knifey rails. There's boxy rails. There's kind of medium rails they're, they're all different uh, this is hard to explain they all work in conjunction with other parts of the board mm-hmm. and so um they're kind of defined by the other design elements in the board rather than something unto themselves yeah but broadly speaking a rail that is really fine mm-hmm. so really thin mm-hmm. is really fast and really good at engaging in steep surf when you're in trim imagine yeah it's penetrating kind of deeper into the water Mm -hmm. and harnessing energy more efficiently and propelling you forward Mm. and efficiently presume the wave with it being cut into the water is kind of holding it right so it's keeping it stable as well right 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 um yeah no that's that's definitely true um where, whereas, in how do I explain this? So, say a fatter rail, a, a thicker rail, mm-hmm. wouldn't be 
wouldn't deliver as much hold and wouldn't deliver as much drive, but it would actually carry much more speed through turns. Yeah. Because right. a thinner rail penetrates deeper into the water and requires more power to keep it rolling mm-hmm. forward. Whereas, say you're, you're, all right, imagine this scenario you're in trim and you're, you're flying along um, and then you want to do a big kind of roundhouse back into it and you put it up on its backside rail mm-hmm. coming back into the pocket um in that section of the wave it's fairly flat and fairly underpowered so you you would move more efficiently through that turn with a with a fatter rail that's mm-hmm. not penetrating quite as deep into the water yeah because you've got to try and lift that thin rail out of the right face of the water so yeah. disengaging that thinner rail on, on a fatter wave is harder and on a fatter wave or a fatter section it'll just kind of bury itself too deep mm-hmm. um, without that kind of extra power available to keep yeah. it going yeah right so it's sort of a sort of a compromise so like in 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 boards that are that are made for really really high performance waves mm-hmm. having a really fine rail is definitely advantageous yeah gives you better hold in steep sections generates loads of speed because there's loads of speed to be to be had loads of power to be had from mm-hmm. the waves and um you can you can kind of throw it around no worries whereas for kind of sloppier waves um a slightly fatter rail will actually keep it a little bit looser mm-hmm. um and a little bit easier to turn yep. as well as carry the speed through the turn more efficiently right because it's not penetrating quite no, as deep you're into out the water. of the water more then right exactly right, okay Exactly. Right. That makes sense. The flip side to that, though, because you hear that and you go, well, great, because fat great, rails... Well, fat rail now. What, now right. Go, Actually, here's another spanner for the works. Yeah, yeah, here's a spanner <laughs> in the works, because if you ride a ball with fat, fat rails and really steep surf, it'll just slide out. It doesn't yeah. have the hold. Yeah, I yeah. think I think my board that I always say is like big and heavy uh-huh. has got quite fat rails on it, and I, it? I do have that when it's when it goes a bit steeper... It's like you know, it's like being on an ice rink. Sometimes it's literally like boom. It, it'll it won't just slide out like forward or backwards. It will go sideways yeah, or something like that. Right. Which you think you've got a fin in the back, which is supposed to keep it. You know, it's going that way. How is that possible? Well, it's going sideways. Right. So that that is the perfect example of a rail that is is not perfectly suited to those conditions. Yeah. Uh, the rail's kind of fighting you, basically. It's, um, it's sitting too proud of the face. It's not penetrated deep enough, and yeah. it's not giving you the hold that yeah. you need. It's, it's not often when I'm on a wave and I try and turn, and it, it's literally like, it's like being on a skateboard and power sliding and losing the board, and it just like that goes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you can, you can try and counteract that with like a, a bigger fin, or bigger fins. Yeah. Um, fins we'll get on to later. Um, <laughs> you look nervous you a little bit then. scared. No. <laughs> fins, fins is the worst part, isn't it? It's got to be. Fins. Oh, mate. <laughs> we'll get on to that in a minute then. We will. Uh, do you know what? Let's talk about fins now. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you know what? No. Let's not do that. Let's talk about bottom <laughs> yeah. contours. Are yes. we cool with rails? You get rails? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah rails cool. Yeah. Yeah. cool. So, yeah, bottom contours. So, that's it, that. before we go off rails, that's still... Before we go so, off rail? Yeah, before we go off the rails, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll happen a long time ago. Um, so, how would you... Say say someone's came to you then and they're like, right, I want to surf Cornwall, Devon. Yeah. What... Where would you go? Where would you? Where you sort of? Where would you like an average surfer would be? Yeah, what, what are you what, talking thicker, about? Thicker, thinner or? rails. Well, uh, um, so that's kind of a. I need more information. 
I, I need so for, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I need yeah. to know. I need to know what they're already writing, what yeah. they like about what they're writing, what they don't like about their writing, what their abilities are, where they f- feel there's a, a yeah. hole in their quiver. There's loads so, of questions. So, so, to ask. So, so, say like what I just said with my, it feels like sometimes my board just does slide out, so the rails are too fat on that. Yeah, would you just go right? Well, you just need to take the rails down a bit. Then that will counteract yeah. that. That that would be part of it. Um, it may not necessarily be everything, and it's hard. It's hard to comment on that. My office stature is. Uh... Hey, you have a lovely stature. Don't talk like that about yourself. Sorry. Okay, my Adonis stature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's. there's it, it is really tough to yeah. to kind of answer that question um, hypothetically. Yeah. I, I That's really, right. You know, I don't. Some you, of these don't questions make it more difficult for you. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> some, of, some of them might get answered in the next. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. So the the bottom contours then. Yeah. Um, and they're obviously different from the nose mm-hmm. and the tail, and like mm-hmm. all the way through. So how how would that work then? Right. So, um, okay. Let's start with with concaves we'll start with concaves so concaves are obviously where the 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 board isn't flat it's going in it's concaved into the bottom of the board uh broadly speaking there are well there's a couple of different types of concaves there's single concaves there's double concaves there's v with concave and there's a few there's all manner of things in between broadly speaking having concaves in the back half of the board mm-hmm. which is most often where you find them in short boards yeah okay because there's yeah okay so short we're talking about short boards here the back half of a short board having a concave will um will basically create lift mm-hmm. and get it up and out of the water get it planing higher and and as a result so it, you need to ride it right for this to be true, but it will help generate speed. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming through a flat section, you see it all the time, guys on short boards, coming through a flat section, they start pumping, Yeah, yep. right? Or they so, just sink, don't they, otherwise? So. Well, yeah, yep. I sink. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm definitely in the latter category. Um, but that, th- when they're doing that, the reason they're able to generate speed and keep going is, is they've got contours in the bottom of the board. They've mm-hmm. got concaves there. That are that are activating at that point particularly well. So it's kind of like I always think of it as like doing little mini ollies, mm-hmm. and as you do it, you you kind of um, creating like a little bubble of water under the board. And you yeah, kind then of, you're pushing yeah, it out you're again and right, generating yeah. speed. Right, uh, right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, broadly speaking, that's kind of what contours do. You can use in in the tail. Uh, I should also sort of say at this point, and I don't know, again, if this is the way that other shapers see it, um, but I always look at setting contours in a board as a way of modifying the rocker at a particular section of the board. Ah, right. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you have really common... um, Contouring the back half of a of a higher performance board is to go from single to double to V concave. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a single to double to V, um, if you were to cut the board down the stringer, as you go from that single 
to double to to V, the the rocker is staying relatively flat. Right. If you if you look then at the curve that's created on the rail mm-hmm. of the board, it's curvier than the stringer because in the single concave section the mm-hmm. rail's downturned. Right. Through the double section mm-hmm. it's slightly less so and through the v it kicks up oh, I see. Right. so what you have then is a really straight relatively straight rail through the center of the board mm-hmm. uh, sorry a relatively straight rocker through the center of the board mm-hmm. and a relatively curvy rocker at the rail right so flat being fast in the center yeah the engine room is powerful yeah curvy being maneuverable on the rail it makes it easy to turn. So, yeah, right. when you're not turning, you're generating speed, and then right. when you turn, it will turn yes. easier. Yes. Right. Exactly. How the hell do you shape something? Sounds impossible. So, for a long board, that probably goes all out the window then? Uh, not entirely. But, <clears throat> so, well, the, the front half of a short board will cover off as, as first, maybe. Yeah. Um, you, you don't often see a lot of contouring in short board. Uh, noses so having a concave in a shortboard nose can be really really good for mm-hmm. an incredibly efficient uh, fit capable surfer like world-class world tour kind of surfer yeah right um for everyone else it just makes it harder to catch waves right okay in in a shortboard mm-hmm. okay um what uh, what I quite like actually in in shortboard sometimes is having a bit of um, a, a bit of a, a, a belly in the nose, very yeah. slight, mm-hmm. um, because it it can help the board kind of engage slightly earlier in steep takeoffs. So this is one of those compromises, right? Where you yeah. go, uh, want extra paddle power, so I'm going slightly wider across the nose, but I'm worried that if I want to use that in a steeper takeoff, that it's going to fight me on the takeoff. So I'll give it a little bit of a, a, a belly see, yeah. ever so slightly to help it engage a little bit earlier at that point. Yeah. Um, so that's cutting through the water easier then when you're doing that. And Right. Yeah. 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 Right. That's, yeah. Okay. I understand, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So long boards, the, the back half is, is, is the same sort of thing, really. Yeah. Um, long boards typically, well, traditional long boards will have a, a rolled out bottom, uh, normally kind of a, a rolled out bottom in, into V. Um, the, the V is there to, to kind of keep it lively, make it easy to transition rail to rail, mm-hmm. that sort of thing through turns. Um, rolled out bottom, I think, is more about kind of leading to that rail shape that you, you really like on, on, particularly on nose riders, yeah. um, where you want kind of that... Um, relatively fine rail, kind of almost pinched out, um, so that as you step forward, it, it buries deeper into the wall of the wave. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that um, because that's how they manage to stand on the front, don't they? Like the the rest of the board seems to be being held by the wave, right? And I presume there, well, there, there's I've seen teardrop shaped concaves on the nose, right? So I was going to get to that, yeah, because. Yeah. Uh, some shapers like actually draw them in, don't they? You can yeah. like they've put like a band around them so you yeah. can see it. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a really common. The teardrop thing is really really common. Um, there are also less obvious concaves and or less um, not obvious but kind of extreme concaves in the nose of a lot of longboards designed mm-hmm. for nose riding. So 
in in that instance, having a concave in the nose kind of acts as a break. Right. So because I okay, so I've ha- I've had um, long boards that were made for nose riding with flat bottoms in the nose, and it is unreal how quick they take off. Like when you when you um, so you'll, you'll set a line and step forward to the nose, and you'll be up there, you know, right on the nose, having a lovely time. And w- w- once you get kind of past, I don't know, say eighteen inches from from the end. So when you're mm. right up on the nose, yeah, it just like rockets, it, it just <laughs> rockets forward, and you're there and that's for with no concave, right, with a flat bottom, right, and a thin foil. In that instance, it's gonna then if it rockets forwards, it's gonna pull you out of the wave and just well, nosedive. And this is the thing: it takes you out. The like the the place where you want to be, the sweet spot, and you're out in the shoulder, Mm. and then all of a sudden there's 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 no power and it's really fat and you just nosedive and you and you're done. Yeah. So like having a concave can be really useful in the nose to keep you in the sweet spot. Keeps you in the sweet spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's sort of what that's about. So if you had a flat bottom and you wanted to nose ride, would that mean you'd make the rails really thin and that would hold it in the wave a bit more or um i mean you could do that it wouldn't alleviate the problem of being fast and probably make it make it worse right okay Uh, (laughs) um but i mean this is why he's a shaper you're not um the, the the thing is so there's nothing wrong with having a, a board that takes off on your nose hard. It's actually pretty cool, but it just means that you, you have to walk it. You yeah. can't just, I mean, you know, 20-year-old me used to love that. Mm. I'd be like up on the nose, little little toe tap, walk it back, turn, yeah. you know, do all that stuff. Now I'm just kind of old and I just want to park up there. 40-year-old you, know? <laughs> you goes, arthritis. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Well, my hips are a bit tight. don't know yeah. if I can really walk it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Well, I was, I was saying in a previous one that, like, Leighton saw me catching, like, a, I was sort of like it. It's more like a hang five than hang ten. It was like the normal, like the ninja stance, like foot stretch right out. Stretch five, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretching your foot yeah, out. Yeah, stretching my foot right out. And that was a complete, I, I, I'd been trying to do it for ages, and it just took the board right, and the back of the board just, it felt like the back of the board just got sucked into the wave. And I was like, right. Does it lock to the place? This is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that is exactly yeah. it. And I, I could feel it and I like moved forwards and like, I, you know, I was still stoked that he saw it at the time. As I came out, I was like, tell me you saw that. Tell me you saw that. <laughs> He's like, yes, I saw that. I wish I'd seen it. I've been trying to do it for so long and I kept getting forwards and then you'd feel it come back out. And right. that, what you've just explained it's like, right, I want that. That is what I want. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking as you're explaining. Yeah, yeah, I want right. that. Yeah. yeah. Thin nails, concave nose, big, <laughs> big wide spoon thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but uh, as you say, we're moving to that on the next yeah, one. Yeah. So that that will bring us on then from there. Will that then bring us on to fins? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. It, uh, before we get on fins, is there anything different that you do on the deck? So if we if we did uh-huh. the, the bottom, would yep. you... Is there a, is it worth different shapes on the deck? Because like, I know um, when you see um, like big guns, they're quite rounded on the top, aren't they? On the on the deck, that's, yeah, um, yeah. But so that's that's kind of a result of having low fine rails, right? 
Do you see what I mean? So well, yeah, it's so trying to build the 30, up the thirty percent, the seventies, then got to right go in over that. Yeah, it, it, exactly. I I sort of see the the contouring on the deck as being um, um, kind of a result of all of the other elements. Oh, okay. Um, it, it just kind of it is the way it is to blend blend the curves. Yeah. So in, in like, right you don't you don't choose that. That's just what happens as a result of everything else. Right. Right. That said. Uh, <laughs> every single part is said. there's a caveat for everything yeah. yeah 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 seriously um so there, there's a few shapers um that i know of that are really big on on doing deck concaves right um <laughs> does this was it now. complete confusion on his face it, then? It, it was i mean it was I, I think it was a little bit of fear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you you kind of be led in the that's a boat that is a boat <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's more subtle than than that but to, to be honest it's not something i've really experimented with and i don't know that i could right rightly comment on it but mm. there, are, there are people that focus on that i i i i bit more conventional in that in that sense okay. i haven't gone down that path so would you say so going into all these shapes and everything then of like the different things that do with different parts of the board would you say when you see someone like we saw a guy a few years ago and he was like taking off really quickly on everything. he was incredible yeah and we was like he must have so much paddle strength yeah. or would it be yeah he's got good paddle strength but it's probably you know 60 70 percent of that is the board shape that he's on I mean, he, it was it, it was quite it, a sure. it was quite a small day, wasn't it? He was helping other people, which was really nice. So uh-huh. this is what you should be doing. But he was literally like talking to someone. Wave comes in. It was at Woolacombe, uh, so it wasn't like it wasn't massive waves, and they were they were longboard waves basically. And right. He was on a huge board, yeah. And it would just literally turn a couple of paddles up straight away, and then love cruising this thing way before it was even going to break. You know, he's just yeah. riding this lovely lump. Or for ages. Yeah. So, I mean, that wouldn't happen if he didn't have a, a fitness level and a skill level to kind of make that happen. Right. Yeah. But it does sound like the board had a lot to do with it. Yeah. So, he, he knew what board to yeah, choose. He, for he, was on, he was on the right equipment. Yeah. 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 Um, That's what I mean. So, I, I like... I don't want people to think, oh, well, if I get a, if I get a, a shaper to make me a board, or if Dom makes me a board, <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to be the best surfer out there. No, no, honestly, no. If, if I make you board, you're genuinely going to be the best surfer out there. You know? oh, right, I was about yeah, to say, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't want to throw in a little bit of that. Uh, if you want to go to Orange and Surf, <laughs> you but, will um, become the world class. Yeah. yeah. No, so. No, but you you're know, absolutely right. That, you're absolutely right. Your board will help that. But you've still got to have that fitness level anyway. You know, you can't yeah. be, you can't you can't turn up twenty stone and go right. I've bought a shaped board, and uh, I'm going to be the best surfer now because no, I've got a shaped I, board. I, I, absolutely. I mean, they're not. Um, they absolutely require the surf the rider's input uh, to, to work in the way they should. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, actually, the right board kind of complements your existing skill set. Yeah. Rather than brings new skill sets so like uh it is a bit of a trap sometimes people will um want to go sort of too early to a to a more advanced board they'll Mm -hmm. be on like a a minimal and they want to be able to do they want to be able to do turns like bigger turns Mm or you know ride bigger stuff or whatever it's not necessarily true that putting that rider on a um on a high performance board is going to yield that because 
I mean, if you can do big turns on a short board, you can definitely do big turns on a minimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like you've got to, you've got to put the right. Yeah. You got to have the right input into the board mm. for it to react in that way. Yeah. I, I just suppose... didn't, I didn't want people to feel like they if they were going to get a board shaped, sure. you know, they'd spend because it is a lot of money to spend on a board. Sure. Especially it, like if you look at it in the UK. Fair enough. If you're in Australia mm-hmm. and you've got surf every day where you can actually surf, great. In the UK, you could you could get your board shaped and sit there with it for like two months because there's bugger all out there, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, you don't want people to think, yeah, if I get a shaped board, I'm going to be amazing. But there's a lot of things I've noticed with my board. There's a lot of things that with my board at the moment, which is just a standard board, standard long board, that a lot of times you can feel the board working against you, and you've actually got to do more things, and like you, you know, you've got to position like if the wave's slightly different on on the board i've got at the moment i've got to be in a completely different position on the board where i can i can line myself up on the board and go all right i'm taking off great this day do exactly the same thing the next time out and i'm nose diving it every time and i'm like what the hell's going on here yeah because i think that's because it's a standard board and it's not reacting i mean it it might be that it is i mean it's me mostly. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be polite. It's all right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I mean, I've I've been surfing for most of my life, and I still don't think I've ever ridden two ways that are exactly the same. Yeah. No. Uh, and this is the thing: like, it is one of those sports that you are constantly learning constantly you never stop learning and so it it, it could be the, the the board's not not suited for you but it could also just be that you you know that that's a new experience for you like yeah. slightly different conditions and yeah. you've learned something from that and that's now in your yeah. in your toolkit you know yeah. dealing with that yeah it's a, it's a long drive home from Saunton when you've had a shit sir <laughs> <laughs> it is isn't it yeah it's proper uh, yeah I think we've all had those yeah, yeah. but um, Bef- before we move on to the fins because I know we're getting to that there'll be a lot of talk well there is a lot of talk about volume isn't there uh, that's that's actually a really good point actually yeah uh, and, and volume that over recent years that seems to Mm. been more important it sounds like or well we'll be focusing on it more i think i think what's happened say over the last 10 years or so consumers mm. have become more aware of volume and you know i i'm quite proud to say i remember the surf industry in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> You're proud to say that yeah no i am proud I yeah am no proud. it's yeah. kind of cool then wasn't it no, cool. that's all right yeah I, I don't remember the 90s i was barely born then i think <laughs> <laughs> Great. that's a lie that's a lie <laughs> um but so so then it was all anyone knew about their board was the length of it yeah some people might know the width mm-hmm basically they just they just knew the length no one really cared no more or less you know variations on the theme but there wasn't a huge variety there i can remember growing up like i can remember around the 90s as well and like it was people's conversation was just how short your board was right that was the conversation that's why you've got that really short thing because that's when you got it yeah it was yeah (laughs) it was in the 90s and i got a yeah i got a well literally it's uh it's like an HB2 pencil. It's probably, <laughs> yeah, it, it is tiny. I think it's it's under six foot anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's just a tiny thing. But I, I did the same thing of being young and going, 
wow, if I get this really short board, I'm going to be amazing. Right. And literally, the thing the thing's like a rocket for a start, isn't it? And it's it's just so unstable. It's just, you know. Yeah. We've both, we both stood up on it back back in the day. I don't think I did. I think yeah. you did. I did, because I went into that big fat bloke. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah. Big fat angry Literally <laughs> harpooned him on the beach. <laughs> yeah. But uh, literally, that was the thing of like, we weren't, we didn't know what we were doing. We were young. We were like 13, 14, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And literally, just first time I've stood up on this thing, what? Bang, straight into him. And uh, yeah. But it was. It's that thing of like, and I got a short board because at the time talking with friends and stuff, mm. it was like the shorter the board, the better you are. Right. You know, that was, uh, and and you know, thankfully, I think uh, the industry sort of moved on from that. Yeah, that kind mm. of thinking in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, so as things kind of evolved over over those years, uh, the last twenty years or so. Oh, geez, 30 years now. Sorry, lost a decade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible. That's, that's painful. Right? Uh, I thought, savage, it? savage. Um, yeah, th- things have, have, have changed. And, you know, now you can buy a, a 6-1 board that is, you know, 28 litres, 27 litres, or you can buy a 6-1 that's 50 litres. Yeah. yeah. Completely different things. Mm. So, like, I, I, I think as that kind of evolution started to happen um as as designs changed people started to to realize the importance of volume um and understanding not just that you're riding a short board or a long board but how how how, how big is it actually like how 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 will you interact with it so the so the the volume amount or level if you like that will give you an idea of how buoyant that board is and exactly if you can actually lay on the thing right it's sinking it, it, exactly and it's um, the the thing is it's not quite as simple as that mm-hmm. um, because it's the way a board will react is when you're riding it anyway um, is more about where that volume is right in the board rather than the total volume of it. Mm-hmm. That's where things like foil and rail profiles really come into their own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in in terms of how it will paddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and how it will, you know, if you, like you said, if you can lie on it without it sinking or not, uh, that's exactly where that comes in. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's not to say that all high volume boards will ride badly, or all low volume boards will be super responsive. It's yeah. it's kind of about where the volume sits in the board. Is there like a rule of thumb, like a general rule of thumb, depending on weight and volume? Uh. No, no, it's, um, um, it's no, more down to because of all the stuff he just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just wondering if there's something that you can go right. Well, I'm, I weigh this much, so between this range would be something that I would kind of okay. look at. I mean, I can. So the, I'm, I'm hesitant to kind of put figures on it because mm-hmm. there's, there's the third massive element in that equation is who's writing it. Yeah, yeah. So your ability as well comes into play. So say say you're a beginner surfer, um, and you're you know looking for some easy riding longboard, which is going to be easy to catch anything and stuff. Sh- what sure. kind of volume would, would that kind of uh, look like in general? Like a like a uh, bracket. I, I think um, so. L- longboards volume becomes less important, less critical. Okay, um, but it'd probably be up somewhere around you know between seventy five and. 
85 liters i guess right. so you could nearly like just stand on the thing out in the sea and it wouldn't be moving and you'd just <laughs> well, be floating on it like it's it, it still it still it does still matter you can have if you have a board that's too voluminous mm-hmm. um it, it can really fight you when you're learning um, because right. what you lose is the ability to transfer weight backwards and forwards easily, mm-hmm. which when you're catching waves, whether people are kind of aware of it or not, mm-hmm. you, you actually transfer your weight quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so if, you, if you're kind of doing that and and there's too much volume in the nose of the thing, or it, won't volume, respond it won't respond to it. it. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, the flip side of that is loads of volume will make it easier to paddle and you'll be sitting proud of the water more and yeah. you won't be able to turn it. So it's, like, it's, yeah. it's all... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, there's yeah, there's you no simple balance, so, you? Yeah. Right, so volume, when you said earlier that volume doesn't really matter too much on a long board. Well, it, I mean, it matters. But, but not but as much. It, uh, yeah, with like broader strokes than on a short board. So mm. like... Yeah, should, you've, got more vo- you've got more board, so it's... Right. Yeah. Because so it's yeah, proportionately, yeah, yeah, wider and longer and thicker, and yeah. you know, if you put an extra liter or two liters into a short board, the the rider will feel it. Whereas right. on a long board, you you won't really. Right. You know, uh, how how do you measure the volume? Well, so the the old school way to do it was to uh, get a big tub of water, yeah, put weights on it, and then sink the surfboard, yeah. And and measure how much water it displaces because yeah. that's, that's what I was thinking that you'd have to do. That makes yeah. sense to me. How yeah. much water? It, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but around the time that people started caring about volume or shapers started talking about volume mm-hmm. was around the time that um, computer aided design came in and uh, right. it just spits it out. There's even a there's a program called Aku Shaper that will give you the volume of the board mm-hmm. in liters and in cans of beer. <laughs> that's handy <laughs> she's really handy yeah it's australian a- program <laughs> <laughs> strangely enough it is I think. <laughs> i'd never have joined the dots on that <laughs> the um yeah so i mean volume wise I, I it's one of those things it's a it's a weird one isn't it it's one of those things where some people really care about the volume some people are like whatever yeah it's you know it's more about the shape and stuff so if that covers volume pretty much then on to your fins. Right. Should we just do a different episode for yeah, fins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tune back in next week for fins. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it could be, I think it, fins might be quite a long one. It, it, it could be. I think, I think we need to be kind of selective about what we cover in fins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would make sense for me to talk about it from a shaper's perspective. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we, we look more at fin placement than fin type. Mm-hmm. So I think it's true with long boards and short boards. Fin choice is really personal. Um, there are certainly, you know, certain boards that will favour a certain type of fin, mm-hmm. but really it comes down to the, the way the rider rides that board and the way that board responds and how that fin responds to the input that the rider gives it. So mm-hmm. broadly speaking, I think, the actual fin itself is probably down to personal choice in a lot so of ways. On that, on that, where we where we're going to go in the next episode. Uh-huh. Say I had a mate who's a joiner, for example, right? And I got him to make me a wooden fin. Yes, you could then glass that. Would it be oh, the I same see. sort of yeah. process? So, so then I could have a wooden fin. So, in who, the board? Who's this mate? 
<laughs> I know this really cool joiner I don't tell you about it. <laughs> we're going to start a podcast together <laughs> Portuguese surf show is going to be I'm off see you later <laughs> uh, yeah so if you if you had a board and you wanted to to, to glass on a fin or some fins you could definitely do that yeah um, and you can make them from wood absolutely um, but yeah I mean th- there's there's so many different types of fin templates and yeah. sizes and, you know. The, yeah. the, so I know you said you're going to talk about it from a shaper's point of view, but right. I have a question. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the other day I was thinking, right, I want to get a new longboard fin because the longboard fin I've got is a friend of mine's fin. Uh-huh. And the fin's worth more than my board. So every time I take it out, I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> just paranoid about it. Yeah, sure. Um, and I went to go and buy a new longboard fin and there's so many shapes and yeah. sizes, and I just go, "What do I want?" Yeah, it's so. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's so hard. Yeah. If so, like, yeah. So if we, there's a, a few general shapes. I imagine of a lot, like a big single fin. Sure. And then, then we could look at the multiple fins for. Well, I've just yeah. thrown it completely spanner in the works because you were going to talk about it from a different way, weren't you? Yeah, so, but that's no, it's okay. That's, um, it, yeah, that's that's just something. That's a question I had, uh, you know, yeah. popped into my head there, which was about longboard fins. Do you think the actual shape or size of it makes a big difference? Massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it makes a massive difference. So, I mean, and and okay, to give you an insight into that, if you're if you're looking at a fin, the things that will affect it is the overall length. Yeah. So the the distance that comes from the bottom of the board, the rake. So the distance it kind of sweeps back, um, the thickness of the base, uh, so that how 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 far back mm-hmm. the base of the fin goes, that that has a massive massive difference to how it, a massive effect on how it turns. Um, the thickness of the fin, the type of foil of the fin, so like mm-hmm. like an aeroplane wing, yeah. Um, and then you get into the stuff that I think about with, with boards, which is the positioning of it. And, and I, I mean, the material actually makes a massive... Okay, okay. I have, I have one thing I definitely want to say about fins. Yeah. It absolutely is critical to the way your board rides. And it makes no sense whatsoever to spend, you know... 600 700 pounds on a new board and then to whack cheap plastic fins in them yeah um this is a conversation i have quite a lot with people um loads of people kind of feel like oh i'm not a good enough surfer to to feel the difference yeah and i think that that is absolutely untrue um it i think okay so with performance boards i think it doesn't really matter where you start with it just get rid of the plastic stuff get rid of it buy spend you know whatever it is 70 quid 80 quid on a decent set of um fiberglass fins Mm -hmm. whack them in there and see the difference it will blow your mind how much difference it makes right i actually that said i've got a really good fin on my board at the Um, the, the material makes a massive, massive difference. It really does. Yeah. And like everything from, from there on, the, the, the foil, the sweep, the, the base width, the height, all that stuff is kind of fine-tuning it. But you will never, ever get 
a good performing fin made of plastic. Right. So bin them. Don't bin them, recycle them. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So the the thickness of the fin at the mm. base. Mm. So tell me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to, just from like my own kind of thought on science maybe. Um, I'll do so it for it, you. You're wrong. <laughs> if, if it's thinner at the base. Yeah. Will the board turn easier? Yes. So if it's fatter at the base, it will go faster in a straight line? Yes. Right. So ah, see? Yeah. Shut you up. <laughs> so the, 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 function, the function that the fin is, is performing loosely is, is keeping the board moving forward, no mm. matter where the input is, is, where the energy input is coming from. So if you're in, you see guys surfing um, finless boards, and this happens all the time, where they'll be in trim, and then they just start sliding sideways down the face. Uh, right, yeah. Right, um, that's because there's no fin there to to drive them forward. And the, mm-hmm. the way it works is kind of like um, rollerblading or roller skating, mm-hmm. where you'll be stood on one foot and you push sideways with the other foot, yep. yeah, and that drives you forward. Yeah, um, there's a proper name that I learnt in physics in year eleven, but I can't remember. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was a long time ago. Though, it was it? yeah, yeah, many many years ago. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so that's basically what's what's happening there, and that's part of why they're they're important. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also dictate the 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 way in which the the board turns and mm-hmm. it, it, everything. It is everything, and yep. like yeah, I, if if I'm if I could give you one piece of advice, if you can't afford a new board, but you're riding a board that's got plastic fins in it, mm-hmm. change the fins. Right, it will completely transform your ride. Guaranteed. Right. That's a, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the the fin placement then. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah, you say what you were gonna say now. Right. Like, <laughs> Took you off on one. So there's kind of uh, there's many many elements to this, but the the thing the the elements that we really look at when we're setting fin placements because you you are massively dictating the way the board will ride. Mm-hmm. With long boards, it's actually pretty easy because the vast majority of customers will want a, a box in, just a standard long board box, mm-hmm. potentially side bites if they're looking for something more performance-oriented, um, but the, the, they're a fairly standard placement. And then the, the beauty of those actually for, for long boards is that you can you can then shuffle that fin back and forward, backwards mm-hmm. or forwards, depending on... Um, on the fin that's in there, or the the conditions on the day, or whatever you can you can do that to kind of and you can change the, right. the fins as well, exactly uh, depending on the conditions. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with glass in fins, by the way, but it's just th- these days it's a bit more practical, really. Yeah. yeah. No, I was thinking more. Would it be possible to make a fin? So put it in a box in mm. and m- making a fin that will then fit into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Mm. I've, if, seen, I've seen his joinery work, so I'm going to have to replace it after a while. <laughs> <laughs> if this is your way of asking Leighton to make your film, yes. it's pretty poor, mate. Yes. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I do the editing on this, so, you know, <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so on a, on a longboard then, the fin placement yeah. is not massively crucial well it, it is mm-hmm. but it's it's flexible because you generally have sort of a, a 12 inch box in there so yep. you're able to shuffle the fin mm-hmm. backwards and forwards so loosely speaking uh 
a fin that is moved further forward from the tail mm-hmm. will be looser mm-hmm. and more responsive to turns, but will be less stable on the nose and it will be less efficient at generating speed. Right. It'll be less drivey. Mm-hmm. A fin further back in the box, so mm-hmm. towards the tail, will be more efficient at generating speed, more drivey and more stable if your nose riding, yeah. but will be harder to turn. Right. So that is the relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if, if you are on a longboard and you, you really like it, but it's too hard to turn, mm-hmm. just try shuffling your centre fin forward. It'll make a massive difference. Oh, that's good. So, so wh- yeah. why would it be so, like the, the depth of the fin, the, the length of the fin, uh-huh. what does that relate to? Uh, it's, it's not really in, in isolation. Um, it, it, ugh, I don't know how to articulate this. It changes the way it rides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it kind of depends. It's not just about the, the depth of the fin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the, the rake on the fin as well and the foil and material and all that stuff mm. that we spoke about. But generally speaking, if you, okay, if you had two fins, that were exactly the same, mm-hmm. save for the height. Yeah, the fin that would that that is longer, mm-hmm. taller, higher, whatever, uh, bigger, will be better at generating speed and drive. Right, but will be less manoeuvrable. Okay, right. So that that's broadly speaking. Yeah, yeah. But, Part of the reason that it is better at generating speed is because it has a larger area, larger surface area. Mm-hmm. But that's also the same reason that it's harder to turn. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. There's a direct relationship there. Mm. Um, so yeah, fin position. Sorry, sorry. I was going to say then. So, like you're saying with the the fin further forwards or further back, mm-hmm. would it not? Makes sense then if you wanted both. I know this is probably going to be a stupid question, but just to have a thicker, like longer thin, thin, longer thin. thin. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I, I can use words. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having a having a longer thin uh-huh. would that make a difference? Could you compromise on both then? It, but you know, you take down the difficulty in turning, but you then increase your ability. You know, like you say, move it further forwards or further back. Just take a bigger thin and just take that whole area up. Uh, at the at the base yeah, of the fin, at the base of the fin, so that will make it really really hard to turn. Yeah, but oh, it'll be yeah, super it's quick, right? But it'll be super quick then. Y- yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, because I was I, what I was thinking is like you said, move it further back, you'll be able to like nose ride it. Uh-huh. Move it further forwards, uh-huh. you'll be able to turn it better. Right, and and but the, the compromise. What if you want to be able to like you like some guys you see turning twisting turning and then they go bang and then all of a sudden they're nose right. riding you're like right you haven't flicked your hand underneath and moved your fin <laughs> back, no no you know? no of so course not would uh, that be putting it center then or it's, like? it's it's not so either or as that it's yeah. it's um it's th- there's degrees of adjustability there so you might for instance be out on the board on a certain type of fin and your nose riding really well but you're finding it a little bit tough to to turn the way you want if you slide it forward a little bit there will be that compromise yeah so it it might it's not to say that you won't be able to nose ride it mm. or that you won't be able to generate speed 
but it, it will be less efficient at that, but more efficient at the other thing. Yeah. So then that I comes see, down yeah. to serviceability again. Yeah. And yeah, totally. Yeah, so totally. It's, and yeah, conditions. It's just and, unique to each yeah, person. Yeah. So when it goes into like multiple fins, then right for shorter boards. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is that? Okay. So uh, to talk about that, we need to talk about the function of each fin. Okay. Really, in different setups. So, yeah, there was a – I'm really into the history of surfcraft. Mm-hmm. I, I find it fascinating. And, and actually, that's why I build boards. Mm-hmm. So I, I, the way I see it in the shortboard revolution, which is kind of from the 60s onwards, so those big, you know, 10-foot, yeah. 10-6 yeah. boards, they're, they're part of the shortboard re- revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been so many different design theories – between then and now to get where we are today with high performance mm-hmm. surfing, right? And along the way, there were all these different ideas and different concepts and different um, approaches to building surf craft that were explored for a little bit and then kind of binned. Um, so I find it really interesting to go back, look at that stuff and say, okay, that's cool. What can we apply from what we know today from modern surfboards to that? Mm-hmm. And what happens, you know, so like I've got, um, I'm doing loads of the shortboard at the moment um, that is <laughs> the front half of the board is based on a 70s single fin. Mm-hmm. So it's got kind of charmed out rails and fair bit of volume up there for paddle power and, and that sort of stuff. But the, the tail on it is a, is a high performance thruster. Uh, it's called the mullet. Business right. at the front, party at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect name. <laughs> um, and, but th- that's the thing. Like, and what you come out with is something that's completely unique mm. and that they never would have made at that, at that point. Um, but actually works really well. So anyway, sorry, we, we, a bit of a tangent there. So, um, yeah, there was, there was a... a clear kind of progression to to from you know running single fins or no fins before that Mm. but running single fins through to sort of what we have today typically you'll find single fins twin fins thrusters uh quad fins Mm -hmm. and then occasionally uh oddball stuff like asymmetric yeah. setups mm-hmm. or five fin setups i've seen six fin setups there's all sorts of stuff right weird and wonderful stuff going out there uh there's also things which shouldn't be discounted like bonzers mm-hmm. um but it's all it's all kind of i put that in the category of other that's not yeah. massively common. yeah i think if we just stick to the sort of standard yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah if you want to go i think if you want to go that way you're already past this podcast anyway if you yeah, start looking totally. into this you know, that yeah, sort of stuff you know tuned out about an hour ago yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so broadly speaking you any any kind of cluster of fins has mm-hmm. two categories there's center fin and there's rail fins mm-hmm. so the center fin is is simple it's just like in a single fin longboard it's it's right in the middle it stands up straight and the further forward it is, the less drive it is, but the looser it is. The right. further further back it is, the more drive it is, and the harder it is to turn. Right. Simple. The rail fins are way more complicated. So what we look at that will affect the way the board handles massively mm-hmm. is the distance of that 
of those rail fins from the tail, the distance of that fin from the rail, the toe-in, which is the, the whether oh. it faces forward or that it faces sort of towards the stringer, right. that, that, the, how far that, that is, and it's measured quite accurately. And then there's the cant as well, which is the kind of splaying out of that fin. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you're really thinking 3D for... Massively. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Sounds any, like a bit of a can of a job. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a really poor dad. That was a terrible dad joke, that was. Thanks for coming, guys. I think we're done here. <laughs> uh, you were so pleased with yourself. I really you? made myself laugh as soon as you said that. I told it in. Genuinely. You turned into a five-year-old. That's amazing. <laughs> I've never seen your face light up like that, Pete. It's incredible. <laughs> right, so fins. Um <laughs> Anyway, so, um, so any like I'm talking tiny adjustment to those um, those kind of factors in in the positioning of the fin mm. makes a massive difference to how the board rides. Like massive, massive difference. Right. Um, so you could get everything else right with shaping the board. Right. Comes out into the fins. Yep. And it just won't work. Yep. I I know that firsthand. <laughs> so sometimes I make myself boards that are um, just kind of testing the water, so to speak. Yeah. Ba-dum. This <laughs> pun. See, we're on to puns now. This this is what I was trying to ask last time. So, yeah. like, once you've glassed a board, if you've put those fins in the wrong position, uh-huh. can you fill and move them? Or mm, no, not easily, not well. No, you know, not not really. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I haven't. I I I built a board uh, fairly recently, and I I deliberately wanted to experiment with the fin position mm-hmm. um, to see kind of how far outside of the norm I could go before it stopped working. Yeah. Um, and the board works, but it's it's nowhere near. It doesn't perform in the way that it should, mm-hmm. and it's purely down to the fin position. Right. Um, is that what so, you call a wall hanger now? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not for sale. Spend the rest of its life. You know. no, in, in fairness, actually, I, I, I ride it quite regularly. Yeah. Um, I, it's not that it's unenjoyable to ride, but I just I just know that it's not it's not quite right. Right. Um, so yeah. But can you tell from riding it what you've done wrong in those fin positions? Yeah. From I mean, how it rides. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, and, you know, I made the same board again mm-hmm. um, and changed the fin positions and it rides beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you change it a lot? Well, in, 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 in I mean, we're, we're talking about sort of fractions of an inch. Really? It's not, yeah. it's not massive amounts. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Bloody, it makes so much difference. Yeah. M- it's a bloody experience expensive experimental phase yeah it is is. (laughs) you know it's like when you're working into like is there is there a computer program now and you could like put all this in and it'll go right well if you put them there 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 has someone worked that out yet i'm I'm sure i'm sure there is yeah but i just don't i just don't buy it i'm really old school like that because Mm. i mean i think you can you can model how an object will interact with a uh a flat 
a flat surface of water yeah. with an external power source, fine. But you can't I, I like I said before, I've never ridden two waves that are exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. How do you model that? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? There's mm. there's only I, I, I kind of feel like technology and computer programs can only go so far with this stuff. Mm. Um I think at at some point, you, you kind of you need a person to make that decision. Yeah, comes down to the experience of the shape of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't know how, how much further do you want to go into fins? How deep do you well, want to go? Well, yeah. So you've got the so you've got the you've said about this, you know, the single fin and then the side rail fins, right? Then if you go like, what's a, a twin twenty? Okay, so twenty twenty is actually a good place to start because it. Uh, for, for, for the rail fins in general, whether it's twin thrust or quad, um, the, these rules are, are true. So uh, where do we start? We'll start with the distance. So distance from the tail, mm-hmm. for, same as with a single fin. So if they're further forward, it will feel looser, but it'll be less drivey, less efficient at generating speed. Mm-hmm. Further back towards the tail, it will be more drivey, but harder to turn. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Distance from the rail, the closer to the rail the fin is the drivier it will be right and the harder it will be to turn mm-hmm. uh, but not just to turn also to release turns that makes yeah. sense so because when you pivot on your back foot so any, anything that's wider so like you said like the base of a a large single fin or or the like the if the Double the twin fins are making a wider surface area. Mm-hmm. It's let it's harder for you to pivot off of that point. Right. So everything that's smaller to like a central point, right, or closer to a central point, makes it easier to turn in general. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That's okay. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a really good way to see it. Right. So well yeah, I think that's so how he I'm does have some uses. <laughs> well, so like... just working out in my head to just try. I'm trying to find like a like a very simple general rule for everything that, I, that yeah. makes sense to me so it's, I can kind of understand what's going I, on. I know we've given you a really difficult job to try and like, you know, put all of this into words without having to yeah. show everything or, you know, actually draw without it out PowerPoint. in front of people. Yeah. I kind of feel like we need a PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. 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 a little keynote would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and then as you say with fins, then you just, is it's, is. Is it personal preference or is it shaper's preference? <laughs> well, fin fin position is is absolutely down to the shaper, but what you plug into that mm-hmm. um, is is completely personal preference. Yeah, um, and so that's kind of why I feel like you know n- rather than talking to fins themselves, because what what works for me doesn't work for everyone yeah Yeah. you you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i like the things that i like and i I know that i like those things because i've tried them yeah so like i mean i get it fins are fins are expensive and i'm not i'm not you know suggesting everyone needs to go out and spend two grand on a full quiver of of fins but i'm just saying like try stuff yeah yeah um but definitely not plastic definitely not plastic (laughs) avoid at all costs right um what would you say the best things out there to get are then uh in terms of material or Yeah, so fi- fiberglass definitely. Yeah, um, any, anything that's made of fiberglass will 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 kind of load and release in a way that um, that brings out the best in your board. Yeah, um, and th- there's all sorts of derivatives, different um, cord technologies, and you have carbon in there, and there's all sorts of stuff. But fundamentally, mm-hmm. if it is 
made of a composite of that's fiberglass based, mm-hmm. it's going to work ten times better than anything that's molded plastic. Right. Um, yeah. So that thing you said about going to the center is mm-hmm. true for everything except cant. Right. The cant angle. The further away from the center you go, mm-hmm. the less drive it is, and the easier it is to turn. Right. That's because it's acting more as a as a, as a brake. Um, no, I'm trying to think this through. I think, I think it's to do with the way the fins are foiled. Right. Because side fins mm. are, um, they're, they're foiled generally like an aeroplane wing. So there's a flat on the inside, there's a foil on the outside. Mm-hmm. Does it work like it a cantilever, like cantilever then? So you're like pushing into one it's pulling on the other one uh not not so much like that i think because generally when like if a a rail fin's engaged the other rail fin's not yeah Mm. um if it's doing the work i mean yeah yeah Yeah. um it's it's more i think it's it's more to do with the foil on the fin um and I i could be completely wrong about this actually but that's creating a a lift basically so the more vertical that fin is mm-hmm. the more the the lift it's creating is pushing you into the face of the wave pushing the back of the board in the face of the wave mm-hmm. um whereas as the the can angle comes into it it will be creating more vertical lift right keeping it looser yeah i Lift guess yeah the, yeah yeah that makes sense yeah, that was yeah that's kind of a difficult one as well when you said can't first of all that you've got to think of that factor yeah you're like how the hell do you do you do that? But that makes sense now. Like, like you said, mm. it's shaped. If you think of it in terms of an aeroplane wing, right? So an aeroplane wing is curved on the top because it flows the air quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Isn't Don't it? look yeah, at me. Yeah, I ain't yeah, got yeah, a clue yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's flat on the bottom, which it, the air flows slower, so it creates lift. But obviously, yeah. we're talking water, not air. But that's how an aeroplane wing yeah. works, isn't it? So, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it is a massive, massive area, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's and it's you know you could write a book on fins, massively. Yeah, I mean you could. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in it, and I'm I'm in no way uh, a specialist when it comes to fin design. Mm-hmm. I understand the the kind of effect of fin placement. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but the, I mean the the actual fin design, mm-hmm. things like the foil and the rake and all that stuff that we spoke about. I mean that is so incredibly detailed it's yeah. not funny yeah <laughs> uh, and, and, and there are there are there are there are people out there that specialize in that and it's not me so yeah. i know what i like i know what i like to ride yeah. well that's the good thing for you when it comes to fin boxes i suppose right that you don't need to think about it too much do you uh, like uh, obviously the, the placement takes like a massive um there's a massive area of it sure but like you said it's not all of it is it so it's, no absolutely and then um then people can put in what they like then it, can't they it, exactly right yeah um and i think that is yeah like like you say it's the, it's the real benefit of having having those systems um mm. yeah i think i think it might be all, all of the areas yeah is there anything else you think is uh like important to i've to got look the, at? one more really important one that we haven't covered at all Surfboard bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that Sock or bag? Uh, depends. Okay, so I have thoughts on this. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and they're, they're largely shaped by my Antipodean heritage. Uh, <laughs> it's really hot in Australia. Yeah. And um, like the padded bags get ridiculously hot in the sun. Mm-hmm. So I there I would always just use socks mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, take care of my stuff. And that's fine. If I flew somewhere, I'd, mm. I'd put it in a proper bag. But yeah. that's that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you use a sock in this country then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. All, all but one of my boards. Mm. Yeah. All yeah. but the really expensive board. No, no. <laughs> it's the one I bought. From, it's the one I flew with from Australia. So, it's got. So, it came in the bag and it's still in yeah, the bag. It's still in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I think that is about it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Cheers for that. That's a really. I know it's a really difficult thing to do. Yeah, Yeah. I think you did really well at articulating it actually. Because well, I could understand it. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a good uh, marker if I can understand it. So I have to say, it was it was definitely a new challenge for me. So I apologise. No, that's it. It's It's, I think this is actually going to be the longest podcast we've recorded so far as well. Yeah, (laughs) Um, might have to split it up into two parts. Yeah, so that's it. So our next one will be with this in this series will be a consultation with yourself. About yep. what we want out of a board, mm. and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So, um, yeah. nothing else to talk about. No, go and you give us a. Talk about oh, I tell you what, we want to go and give us a like and a follow on Instagram or Facebook or subscribe on any of the uh, podcast platforms. That would yep. be very helpful. And if you want to go and visit Dom's website, it is originsurfco.com, and you'll also find me on. All social media outlets. Yeah. There you go. And are we going to mention the competition? Probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah, that'd be a good out. idea, wouldn't it? So, yeah, January Blues competition we've started. If you head over to our Instagram page, we'll put a, we'll put a post about it on our website as well. If you head to the Instagram page, um, all throughout December, I've been adding prizes mm-hmm. that companies have added to the pot, and we've got some pretty epic ones in there. Yeah. We've got, like... First prize is a full day's photo shoot of uh, surf photo shoot, and second prize there'll be a half day of that. Third prize will be a print, print of choice, yeah. which is from an, in photography. Yeah, in itself is an amazing prize anyway. But it's just yeah. one. That's just one of the, the prizes bundle. we've got. Um, go dry hangers. We've got a sea monster in there. We've got surf eco wax. cone. We've got wax coming out your ass for the rest <laughs> of it. You've got there's like a year's supply of wax in there by the end of it. Uh, we've got there's just it's going to be huge this one. So um, head across to our Instagram to enter this January Blues competition. What we want to see is you've the- got to guess what you've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> we no. want to see the kookiest photo. Your kookiest photo of you surfing. It, you can be in the water. You can be falling over when yeah, you get changed. You can be anything. out of the water with your wetsuit on the wrong way round. You could you could set a whole scene up in your house and whatever. The kookiest photo that you can possibly get or you have of yourself, which are comfortable for us to share on social media. Yeah, <laughs> and with the world. Yeah, that's it. That's all you've got to do to enter. And there's first, second, and third place. Um, We'll work out how we're going to choose the winners because we haven't done that yet. But well, we're just picking the ones. Yeah. Anyway, so that's it. That's it for this show, and um, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks.